1: Good
2: morning, San Diego. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I'm Ken Anderson, along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. We're going to be here for the next hour talking to you about all kinds of stuff going on in your yard. Good morning, guys.
3: Good morning. morning, morning. Looks like it's going to be a nice day.
4: Good morning. It is a nice day.
3: It already is. Well, it was getting light out there.
4: It is. It's 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 a beautifully warm, almost summer-like morning. I liked it.
2: What amazes me is... Oh, uh, when I leave the when I leave the house, at least this time of the year, it is pitch black at the house. And by the time I get over here, it's already starting to get light. starting to get light. And maybe it's because it's coming up behind me as I'm driving down Miramar Road. But
3: no, I noticed this morning as I was coming in, the light coming in the car that hasn't been there earlier.
4: Is that because we're approaching the summer solstice?
3: <laughs> I believe so. Yeah. Yes, and- we are. At some point in time, you're going to have to tell us how many more days of light we do, have. Do the math. Yes.
4: Public math or just regular math?
3: Uh, oh. The new public regular. Got it. Advanced.
4: Yeah, we're a couple of weeks away from it. And math. Our longest day already.
2: Yeah. It's,
3: what is it? The 21st or 21st, 22nd? Yeah, I can't. Oh. Give or take. Yes. And we had it. Did you see how clear it was last night? It was beautiful. It was, it was a little overcast night. this morning, but last night crystal clear, crescent moon, and not so much this morning.
4: I didn't go out last night.
3: I had to lock up yeah. the chickens. Oh. Otherwise, I wouldn't have either. We should,
4: oh. we should get you one of those automated kitchen, uh, chicken doors that yeah, shut at, at dusk. Yeah. yeah, I have a number of friends that have that, and they seem to work quite well.
3: That might not be a bad idea. I I would need a real human to install it for me because you know I'm not capable. But well, yeah. that's a great idea.
2: Well, I'm sure we could arrange that. Uh, let's see, what do we have going on today? We have classes today in San Diego. It's going to be High Yields uh, with Richard DeLeo and in Poway. It's going to be Aquatic Plants, Care, and Culture with John Clements from the San Diego Botanical Garden. Both of those should be very good classes. 9 o'clock in San Diego, 9.30 in Poway. I would get there early to get a, to get a good seat. <clears throat> Next Saturday, the 11th, it's going to be Growing Healthy Soil with Randy Ritchie from Malibu Compost. Always entertaining to watch him eat it. So if yeah. you want to... <laughs> Come in and see that. Uh, and in Poway, it's um, all about composting with Steve Atkinson. And then yep. coming up on the 18th, a little bit farther down the road, uh, San Diego store is going to be succulent containers with Alan Klein of Botanic Wonders. And in Poway, it's going to be help your plumerias thrive with Mike Atkinson. So, dad uh, of
4: the Steve, father Atkinson. of Steve Atkinson.
2: Yep. I was wondering if there was a if a there connection. was a connection yep. there. Uh, and then in Balboa Park this weekend, the Cactus and Succulent Society is having their annual show and sale. And today and tomorrow, and the 10th, 11th, and 12th, the Bromeliad Society is having their show and sale. So if you're looking to add to your collection, those are probably two very good, two very good shows to to catch while you're while you're out and about. If you can get past all the vendors in Balboa Park. Have you seen how? No, it's uh, oh, horrible. Oh, it's it's. It's completely out of hand.
3: Is this because we made street carts legal or something, or what? What I
2: I don't even know if it's legal, but
4: it, it is horrible. Uh, Capri and I were down there. It's been like maybe a month or so, and it just there's and everybody has different music, really loud, and it competes with each other as you're walking. It's it's not a it's not a good venue anymore. I mm. didn't like it. But where maybe where is old.
3: where is this happening?
4: From the art museum all the way to the fountain at um, Ruben along H. Fleet. The... That entire. The Prado, the
3: and down, there.
2: and then down along the west side of the um. The west side of. This Spreckles Oregon Pavilion. Yes, and okay. I think on the plaza. Yeah.
3: Um. Oh, by the. By the. Automotive Auto, museum. Exactly. Yeah, it's yeah, just not it's enjoyable. So now I don't know if I need to go down there so that I can participate in my dislike for it, or just ignore it and stay away.
4: But I am I'm an old man. I'm getting yeah. it. Just it detracts from the beauty. And yeah. there's so much different music, you know, music's one thing, but when you have all this competing music as you're walking, it just, it, you, you can't enjoy the beauty of the park or the quietness of the park.
3: Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's unfortunate. It,
2: it is unfortunate. Yeah. It is unfortunate. So maybe they'll have it cleaned up or maybe they'll have it somewhat regulated by the time they reopen the Botanical Building, which is going to be two so a years. A year away, uh, away. At least a year, a year year away. away. Yeah. Uh, the fair is almost done. Was up there. Well, yesterday. wait a minute! Wait, wait, wait. It done. hasn't even started yet. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. start until next week, Mister Anderson. <laughs> no, I know. But I, as far as our installation is concerned, oh, our display. We are returning again, which will keep our record going as the longest running exhibitor in the flower show. When and, there has been a flower when, show. When there right. has been a right. flower show, um, or
4: or even a fair.
2: Or even a fair. Yeah, that's true. Good so point. Uh, but the flower show is going to be a little, little different this year. Um, Walking around yesterday and looking at what has gone in already, um, it's gonna be. It looks like it's gonna be scaled back a little bit. I think they're gonna. I think it's gonna. I think they're gonna do a nice job, but it's. Uh, it's gonna take. I think Not it's gonna take. I think it's same. gonna take a season or two to yeah. to get get everything back on track to what it was uh, pre pandemic. Although they they did have God, they had a huge delivery of um, house plants that came in. For I don't know where they're gonna put them. The bromeliads that they had were incredible. Gorgeous. Yes. They really see. were. I saw those Very, yesterday. They right were Right inside yeah. the building there. Really, really pretty, really pretty Guzmanias. Uh, they had variegated ones. They had. I was going to steal some and red-
3: put in our display, but the people were paying too close attention to yeah, it.
2: Yeah, they were. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, like they wouldn't have noticed them. Yeah. Right. No, those aren't yours.
4: <laughs> <laughs> we're missing 20. And look, there's you 20, have 20 in your <laughs> display. <laughs> yeah. No,
2: those are different. <laughs> Yeah, it is, uh, it is, it was amazing the the stuff that they had in. So, so I might, we'll see. I might actually go this year. It's mm-hmm.
3: been a, it's been a few years since I've. Uh,
4: we plan on going, so. I don't think I made since it. Since I
3: go. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I don't think I made it last year. You didn't, did you? Yeah, yeah. I didn't. Nor the year before.
4: Nor did we. Yeah.
3: It's
2: been. Yeah, it's been a few years since since we've since we've gone.
4: Oh, I can beat you. I get mocked when I say the. I was there in 1994. That was the the last last time time you went went to the fair. So wow,
3: they hadn't put up the. They have not put up the enormous Ferris wheel at the end of the midway, at the all the way at the back of the of the fair, the amusement area. And it looked like maybe they weren't going to put one in. And I thought, how can they not have yeah. that photo op? You know, you're looking down the midway and the, fer- the Ferris wheel with all the different colored lights on it. But I think it's there on a truck. It just hasn't been put together several yet. several trucks. Well, that's yeah. kind of scary. Yeah. Well, everything they have an there, enormous everything there one. all
4: those rides came on a truck or several yeah.
3: trucks. They, there's an enormous one, I think bigger than usual, in the infield this year. But oh
2: maybe that's the one I saw. I thought I thought I saw did, I yeah, thought
3: I more, saw a yeah, fair. Yeah, well. yeah, that's a so.
4: somewhat smaller.
3: But the one that I'm the one that's in the every stereotypic shot of the fair it's always in the background down by the train tracks. Hmm. Yeah. And it had not been assembled as of yesterday. But I think it is there.
2: Okay. Well, we'll have to we'll find out.
3: Yes, we yes. shall find out. It's going to it's going to be nice. <laughs> um, you know, one
2: one thing that I noticed as we were walking through, as a matter of, fact, I got to go over there today to meet my dad because he's dropping the truck off that we're going to display up there um, by the flower show offices. They have that little teeny vineyard there. Yes, that I mean, looks spectacular right now. It looks really, only, really nice.
3: I'm thinking they're going on about ten years now. It's been there a while. If it, yeah, it has been there a few years,
2: well. but it, they've they've done a re- they've done a really nice job with it. I guess that's near the. Isn't there a wine bar that's and yeah, usually I think there, they're, yes, there is right, right behind yeah. it. Yeah. yeah.
3: And this year, between the vineyard and the fountain that's there, there's going to be a a little plantation of corn.
2: In the flower show? I thought that was going in the infield.
3: No, that corn did go in the infield, but we oh. had some other corn that they didn't need for the infield that's going to fill up another spot perfectly. Just oh. what the doctor ordered. It's going to be down there today.
2: Oh, nice. Yes. So you're taking it over? Yes. How, how much stuff are you? How, Whatever how we plants? had,
3: we had what about twenty five gallon buckets of corn in the back, and it's got it has tassels on it, and it's flowering. It looks nice. It's nice. Yeah. It's it's mature. We should take it back, and then we won't have to buy corn stalks for our fall decorations oh, there you this come. year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: That's that's always an option, I guess. Um,
4: yeah. And so we, we'll, we can also harvest the corn. Yes. And then have a corn, have, our, have a picnic in the back.
3: I was thinking about that already, looking at those tassels, you the picturing, I can't remember his name, but eating the tiny little, oh, Tom Hanks, Tom and, Hanks Big. and Big. Big. Yes, yes. Oh, eating the yeah. tiny little corn. <laughs> 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 <Yeah>.
4: <laughs> well, if we did it, if we've done it correctly, the corn's going to be much larger than that.
2: You know, one thing about the vineyard that they have, I believe all those, I believe all the grapes that they have there are head trains. They're not, I don't think they're trellised. And if you don't have a lot of space in your yard, not not all grapes do are suitable are suitable for head training, but there are ones that are. And if you if you don't have a lot of space in your yard for a lot of trellis and wire or whatever, head training actually works very very well.
3: Kind of like the if way they can ours? if yeah. they can't make it to the fairs, there's some other place where they could go see head training. We have
2: we, we have. Um, a vineyard in the uh, Poway store that, that is all head-trained as well. So, yeah, you can uh, stop in there and see that. The first, and, time,
4: the first time I had seen a large head-trained grape was at a winery in Western Australia on the Swan River and from the 1800s. And it was like a massive tree trunk, and I'm holding my hands up about you know, 12, 14 inches in diameter that went up and they had... It looked like a small tree. Y-
3: you small were in tree. Western Australia in the eighteen hundreds. No, no, that's when
4: the winery was founded. You are correct. I was. Oh. It was a little bit later. Gotcha. I think it. Was seventy nine, eighty, eighty one ish for that.
3: Courtesy one. Courtesy of the United States.
4: Courtesy of the United States.
3: Awesome.
2: If you are interested in growing grapes, there actually is a very good article and called "How to Grow Grapes in Five Easy Steps" in our um, current newsletter. Which, if you don't, if you didn't get it emailed to you, you can find all of them online at the. Uh, at walteranderson.com under newsletters. Um, I I guess
3: I I looked through that, but I don't remember. You don't anymore. remember you don't remember looking <laughs> reading you, that. You yeah. edited it if I remember correctly. Uh, sorry.
4: Stop getting old. I think that's the
2: current issue. It probably is. It is, yeah, May yeah, of 2022. I just, I just Oh, wait, no, wait, that no, was last month. That's May's. That's yeah. May. Sorry, that was last month. Okay. So, there we go. So you did do it. You just don't remember it because the one that you did recently was was June. Okay, I don't know thank how, you. I don't know how I managed that. <clears throat>
5: well, if
3: that's you want all good, right. It fit perfectly in with what we were talking it, about. It fits right and in.
4: Maybe that's why.
2: If you want to give us a call, <clears throat> 888-344-1170 is the number.
3: You are listening to Garden Talk here on AM 1170 and KPRZ.
2: And we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more right after this. With more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ, I'm Ken Anderson, along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. If you want to give us a call today, 888-344-1170 is the number.
3: No, I was smiling because I I was thinking also about your Friday funny a few weeks ago, for which you were admonished um, about not cautioning people before recommending ibuprofen.
4: Oh, that's right. And, and I was thinking, and 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 you you took that to to heart yesterday.
3: Well, and this morning, yes. and when I when I woke up this morning, um, my first steps of the day were not the most fluid. <laughs> um, so I went to the kitchen, ate some pita chips, and popped some pills, and I'm fine now. So,
4: but to be clear, you just took like a pain reliever, not just yes, I did. Pills. It was okay. okay. ibuprofen. Pro- yeah. I I pro- sure. <laughs> understand yeah. here? Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
3: Um, <laughs> Gosh, I guess popping pills would explain my behavior <laughs> more than more than ibuprofen. Yes. But it makes a, a difference, and so I'm glad I had my pita chips so that I wasn't eating it on an empty stomach. You want to just do a quick, brief discussion of what happens if you make a joke about taking ibuprofen to feel better? That about, how many mean, people correct we were admonished you? And, on our, yes, on our Facebook, page. yeah. Oh, yeah or do we want to just a, let it go. Yes,
4: yeah, we'll let it go. Okay, just we're admonished.
3: Okay. Now you can talk about whatever you want to talk. about. Well, I was going to say
2: t- talking about stuff that's sweet in the. I don't even know where it came from, but in the uh, break room at the nursery in Poway, there's a <laughs> jar of stevia powder. <laughs> yes. Have you seen it? Yes. It's like a quarter teaspoon is the same as two cups of sugar or something like that. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I
4: don't think two cups, but it's, it it's is a sweet. it's a yes. huge
3: it, amount. Yeah. yeah it, it, the, well I might try that instead of the it, pink it, thing in my coffee next time, this morning.
4: Don't do pink stuff. Ugh. You know what I like to do uh, with with young kids out in the, when they're out in the in the garden area with the vegetables rather and the herbs. I take a stevia leaf and a mint leaf, peppermint or one of the mints, and you, mm. you make sure there are no caterpillars on it first. Helpful well, that's hint. A good, good and idea. you put them together and you chew them at the same time. And it's like eating chiclets. It's delicious, or it's like having fresh breath after brushing your teeth. It's wonderful. I've never tried that. I before. do it in my garden. I used to just grab a, a leaf of each and chew on them. Hmm. I'll have to try that.
3: It's like having fresh breath after brushing your it's teeth. It's like
4: brushing your teeth. You feel...
3: No, I, I understand. Yeah. It just sounds like something I would say, and okay. I can't believe well, it just came out you of your mouth. You need to try mouth. it when you get up. All right. I'll, I'll this morning, after bag. I have my stevia and coffee, and I want to freshen my breath, I will have some mint with stevia. Leaves. Leaves. Do you get permission from their parents before you have oh, them start doing that? Oh, yeah. I would never that? do that. Okay. I said, hey, if you... Yeah. Just check. But you
4: know what we do? We sell a lot of stevia and mint <laughs> after that.
5: Because of that, yes.
3: You know, it's funny. I guess it would be like a Posting on social media. If you had posted that, then somebody would have, ad, you know, admonished, admonished you. to Make sure you get permission from the parents, exactly. just like David just, just like David. did. I'm sorry.
2: You know, the other plant. I haven't, although I haven't seen it this season. That's um, kind of cool. Is the spilanthes?
3: Is that the goblin plant? it it's got, It looks like
2: a yellow. eye looks like a yellow. The toothache plant. Yeah, toothache. Yeah,
3: yeah.
2: Those are the one that that numbs you. Numbs yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. It, the the first time I the first time I ever saw that plant was oh god, um, must be about eight years ago seven or eight years ago when Melanie and I went to uh, New Orleans and there was a tiki bar in New Orleans called Tiki Tolteca which is which is real if you're ever in New Orleans it's a really cool tiki bar, but they did a they did a craft cocktail that they served with. Uh, it had the extract, had spilanthus extract in it, but it they also would put one of the flowers on top of it, and that was the first time I had ever uh, ever tried one. But it's a it's a bizarre sensation when you it, when, it, you, it when is. you eat those it is. when you eat the flower on it. It's kind of a cool looking fla- cool looking plant and, too.
3: And in if you inhale air past it after you've done that, it's a very cool refreshing. Fl- it's almost like mm-hmm. post toothbrushing freshness. I was thinking, <laughs> what's the Yorks peppermint patties? It's like that. Yeah. Oh, it's a cool. What, what was there? Breeze, or yeah, it's like a cool breeze. Uh, for these and other old commercials, <laughs> stay tuned. Uh, you wanted to talk about citrus? I do. I had one of the most wonderfully rewarding experiences at the nursery this week, um, and we talked about it the week before about the Shiranui's, the parent of of Sumo. And there was a customer in the store who had seen the newsletter and came in.
4: The current newsletter.
3: The current one, the one from June. Not the one that I – No, (laughs) not the one you brought. Um, But you got to dance with the one who brung you or the newsletter you brung. But um, she had been trying to get one. Her friend got Budwood from – the University of California at Riverside and had done his own plant and she got budwood and tried to do her own and she'd failed three times. But she was so passionately excited that we had them. It was such a fulfilling moment for her to be able to come to the nursery and get her shiranui but she was afraid she was going to kill it. Should I buy two? Do I need to get two in case one dies? Well I guess you could but the trees are beautiful. They're happy. A lot of people saw that we had them in the newsletter and we're coming in for them. But her pleasure from us having it was really, it made, it made it all worthwhile.
4: It's funny, as I ran into her after you spoke with her, I saw her towards the front. I just looked, I, Oh, you, you got the Sharon Newey. And she said, And she had this big smile on her face and she was so excited. She said, How, how, she told me how long she's been trying to find this and that she's so happy she came and that we had them for her. So. Well, it was for, very rewarding.
2: For the people that aren't familiar with it, why don't you explain what it is?
3: Well, through a friend of a friend of a friend, I mean, we, we've had – this is the third association through this. We've come up with some new citrus suppliers to help supplement what we cannot get. And there's just such a shortage of citrus. This came all the way down from Fresno uh, last week. And we got another shipment of some other things in yesterday from them. Um, but – Shiranui is the tree that grows the fruit that is sold as sumo, the sumo mandarin that people are paying—well, some people, not David—five or six bucks a fruit for in the oh, stores. Wow. It's that large, satsuma-like, seedless mandarin that is called the ugly fruit. Yeah, the
4: University of Florida calls it the uh, ugly fruit with great flavor.
3: Yes, I call it the sharpay, and its friend, it's it's. One of its parents is the ponkan, which I do have have the luck of having. Um, And it is delicious. The flavor is just very (laughs) – it's a very different Mandarin flavor, and it is a wonderful flavor. Um, The the downside to the ponkan that I I got years ago is that it does have some seeds, but the juice and the flavor is fantastic. And so we have Shiranui, which is the ponkan of the trade. And and we got in some other trees – Previously, when we've gotten the specialty citrus, I haven't bothered to order any of the common stuff because I thought we would be able to get common stuff, but Mm -hmm. we haven't. So we got in some variegated Eureka lemons, which we haven't had for a while. We got in Cara Cara Pink Navels, the parent Washington Navel, which um, do you want to— The original
4: Washington that came to Washington, D.C.? Is that one?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Why would they send it to Washington, D.C.? It won't grow there.
4: In a greenhouse.
3: (sighs) Oh, so I could move there? Well, no. No. And this morning, or yesterday, in Poway, we got in some uh, of the old school Valencia oranges that have seeds. But I pulled one of those aside for me because they are supposed to to be more productive than the Midnight Valencia, which is the current one in production. Which is seedless. Which is seedless because nobody wanted seeds. But I'd rather have a few extra fruit with seeds than... Lesser fruit or no fruit without seeds. Is well,
2: that- my my grandparents had a. It was. an I mean, when I was a kid, it was an ancient Valencia orange in their backyard in Bay Park. And I remember um, my grandmother used to squeeze the squeeze the oranges and got the juice out of those it was incredible. I mean, and you, it's funny. You know, most people, I think. I think the majority of people eat navel oranges as a table orange. But the the flavor difference between a navel orange and a Valencia orange is just amazing. Well, but that was the that was the downside of the of the Valencia orange. Hard to peel. It, it's hard. It's hard to peel, and they've got seeds yeah, in you, them. It's, it's hard to
4: peel. Cut them in quarters, and you eat away.
3: Yeah. But oh, goddamn, good. You you mentioned the flavor, and I have always thought the Washington navel was the better orange. But then you eat a Valencia orange, and it has so much more juice in it. It does give you much more flavor. Mm-hmm. I don't know that it, a drop of it is any more flavorful than a drop of the Washington navel juice, but there's so much more of it. you the the flavors are over, yeah, not overwhelming, but they're really good. I re, I
2: remember as a kid, we'd walking around the backyard with my grandfather, and he'd pull he'd pull an orange off of the tree and peel it. We'd pull out his pocket knife and <laughs> peel it with his pocket knife because you can't peel it with your fingers. Well, um, uh, and and <clears throat> yes, give and give them to me. No, he he didn't bother. It was faster just to cut right. the peel off. Yeah, but before well, somebody, we get
4: off, before oh. we get off citrus, just a, a note on the, the sharinui or the Sumo Somo Sumu. Why can't I say I lived in Japan? But it says they are. This is from the University of Florida. They are easy to peel, sweet, and seedless. Sharonui's are considered to be one of the sweetest and most flavorful varieties of citrus on the market.
3: There you go. Now, would you do me a favor, and you don't have to do it right this second, but see what it says about Ponkan. At your leisure. You don't yep. have to do it right now. So, uh, well, the they hold on the tree a long time, which is good, so you can extend your season. The flavors are fantastic, so you can enjoy that. And what else? They're ugly. They're ugly. That's okay. We got some deciduous fruit trees. And yes, ingredient. we did, and I couldn't tell you. We got a, a bunch of d- different varieties. I'm going to send a few down to... To the other store, but the the new sourcing has really deepened uh, or increased the depth of what we have and what we can have. He said it. It only took him six hours to drive down from Fresno. When I got to the nursery at seven thirty yesterday morning, he was sitting there waiting for us.
2: Oh, jeez, that's you, a that's a pretty good drive.
4: Yeah, but I yeah. used to do it a lot, and as long as you can get past the ten, the east. West as you're heading mm. north or south you get past the 10 it's okay yeah he said no but traffic that part's brutal yeah
3: and the, he was gonna head back to fresno drive right back right along right the long haul
2: thanks for a long day that's like when i when i bought the boat the the dealer in lake tahoe where i bought the boat sent the boat to sacramento to get the trailer for it and uh I couldn't go up, but I asked my dad if he wanted to go up and pick up the boat. So he and his he and his buddy Art, they drove to Sacramento, picked up a picked up the boat and drove home the same day. <laughs> so yeah. A, a very, very long day. So but they they, they like their road trips. They, had, they do. They yes. had fun. They had a good time. Uh if you want to give us a call, eight 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 three four four eleven seventy is the number. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with more right after this.
1: Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888 344 1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 1170 Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. And we're back.
2: With more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ, if you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. Uh, as a matter of fact, we're going to go to the phones right now. We're going to go talk to Kate. Good morning, Kate. How are you?
5: Good morning. I'm fine. I have a bougainvillea bush that's up over the Bernardo Heights Parkway, and it's on a, a wrought iron fence. It's about six years old. And it's been mostly sticks. It never is very pretty. Last year, I thought it finally had done something. And in, in May, it blew, April and May, it bloomed. It had not, hardly any leaves on it. And it was quite pretty. And it lasted about a month. And then the, leaf, the flowers all went away, and the leaves came on it, which it didn't have any leaves while so the flowers were there. And it did the same thing this year. And now the flowers are gone, and the leaves look shaggy, and it's just not pretty. The entire neighborhood has them, and they're gorgeous.
3: I was going to say, that's very, very sad. <laughs> um, they are susceptible to a caterpillar, which will do a lot of damage on them when the new growth comes out. But maybe an occasional deep soaking. Uh... Yeah, are they in the ground?
5: Yes, it's in the ground, okay. and I. I just spread it out to to grow across the wrought iron fence.
4: How often do you water it?
5: It's on automatic watering. And that we blamed it for My husband used to pour water on it all the time. And I said, well, I don't think they require that much water. And I thought he was do, doing something <laughs> wrong. Now it uh, just gets the, the, the normal watering that the other plants do on the water, the automatic timer.
3: Well, the caterpillars will do a significant amount of damage, and this would be the time when they'd really get a foothold for the season. And they will eat a lot of the growth. And so those leftover bracts that are gone, that's not necessarily unusual. And you said that there was new growth coming on it, which now is the time for that. But I would consider consider giving it a long soaking about once a month in the summer, maybe twice, but to give it a little bit more water. They don't need much. That is absolutely correct. But if everybody else's are around the same area looking good, you might try treating for caterpillars and give it a deep soaking. Maybe a little do you shot. Do you of,
5: see the caterpillars on it?
3: You usually do not. You'll just see leaves and bracks disappearing, and you'll see little black dots on the ground underneath or on some of the leaves from the, their droppings.
5: droppings. It's kind of hard to see because it's got rock bed around it. I mean, yeah, that would rock, ma- huh?
2: that that would make it difficult to to spot that, but. Yeah, like I said, uh, deep soak
4: it. If it's on an an automatic and that's just a cursory little sprinkler, sprinkling rather, that may not be uh, adequate. So a a really deep soaking may benefit.
5: Well, that's what bothers me is it didn't do as well when my husband was pouring water on it every night.
1: Well, that's that's, that's too frequent.
2: Yeah, every night is not good. We're saying do (laughs) do a deep soaking about once or twice a month.
5: Okay. All right, I'll Uh, try that. Okay. Should it bloom again this year? It bloomed, like I said, in May. It was just for one brief month. I had some pretty flowers. Yeah, it so pr- I
2: I I would expect it to bloom again before the
3: summer's over.
5: Okay, thank you very much. Okay, thank. Is, what, should I buy something for caterpillars?
3: Yeah, there was the BT. Get some BT spray and put it on there. It'll only kill caterpillars. The downside to BT is it doesn't know. Good caterpillars from bad, so if you are trying to attract monarchs or something else, you want to be very careful with its use because it will uh, kill all caterpillars, not just the ones on that plant.
5: Okay. Thank you very much.
3: Thank you for the call, Kate. Have a great weekend. Bye. Goodbye.
5: Well,
4: so BT, which is a microbial insecticide, it's a bacteria, will it kill red-humped caterpillars?
3: I think it might. Why do you ask? Because we have seen a
4: ton of red humped caterpillars over the last four weeks or so, I got months. another
3: picture yesterday. So there's one a, leaf, probably somewhere between fifty and a hundred caterpillars on the one leaf.
4: The adult female will lay somewhere between twenty five and one hundred eggs on a single leaf, and ah, so there it is. That's there what you happened.
3: have it. And what is the what is it? You said the adult lays. Is it, it, it a moth? It's a butterfly? moth. It's a
4: small moth, a little less than an inch, and that red humped caterpillar uh, eats. A lot of leaves in a very very short period of time. This is on an edible plum. They eat plums. They we've seen it. I think I've seen it mostly on liquid amber and uh, red buds. A lot of folks have come in with red bud leaves that have been just decimated. Uh, but they'll eat plums and a host of other uh, trees, willows. We don't have a lot of willows, but they'll eat willows as well. So and BT, BT will, and BT will work for it as well as a well as uh, spinosad.
2: Good to know. So if you see if you see caterpillars all over your all over your trees, that's yeah. a very good possibility that that's what, what it is this
3: time oh, of yeah, year. Yeah, this time of year. It's, uh, yeah, I'm, it's, I'm being admonished by an expert that BT needs to be re- reapplied on a regular basis for continued control.
4: It does, but you didn't have to say that because people are going to read the label <laughs> I mean, when they get it, <laughs> and they'll know flaw, that that's right. what they're supposed you to do. You silly,
3: silly man. Yeah. No, they don't. They say, just tell me how much to use. I don't want to read all that. And look at how small the print is, and I can't read print that small anyway. Well, they can always. Is that go what on- they say?
4: No, I tell them to go online because you can pull up the label online and read it in whatever size yeah, font is adequate.
3: I can't peel that
2: sticky. Thing. Yeah, I I ripped the whole thing. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah.
4: I I know this is kind of this is a little OCD and something that I'm not known for, but I actually have a folder. Whoa. I have a folder with all the labels that I've downloaded, so I can open it up and read it because I can't read the back. Sometimes I can't open them; it gets frustrating. So I just open it up and look on the computer, and That's it works good. really well, especially nice. if. You tend to leave like a a container of horticultural oil outside for a little while and it gets gone. gone. So just go inside, open it up, and it tells you what the uh, proportions are supposed to be. That is brilliant,
3: Forrest. Brilliant.
4: So you want to know about cons? Yes. You're asking?
3: Oh, I I was asking. Did you?
4: It is, according to the University of California uh, citrus variety at uh, Riverside, the folks up there, they say it is probably the most widely grown mandarin in the world. Oh, I did not know that. It's heavily grown in China, India, and Brazil. It's an upright bearing tree. Pongkans, blah, blah, blah. talks about having a, a loosely thick rind. And it's an alternate bearing tree. It has puffy – it's a puffy uh, rind, as I mentioned. It peels and sections easily, but the flavor is only fair, according to them. And it's very seedy.
3: I disagree vehemently with all I, and of that, and I do
4: too. And that's why I wanted to read that part because I, I think any time you've given it to me, I think it's a delicious piece of fruit.
3: I think maybe we need to go from UCR back to the University of Florida because I like they their know, descriptions yeah, they're better. They're better so. so why don't we see what they, <laughs> they didn't say have anything about Volcan? That I found yet? No, I, yeah, I disagree with everything they said there.
2: Well, what's interesting is, for being the widest yeah. grown mandarin exactly. in the world, they're not easy to find.
3: No. Well, we only got them from Monterey Bay when they were doing yeah. citrus. And that's the only time I've seen them. Well, maybe it's just because their flavor's only fair. Maybe <laughs> so. <laughs> Boy, yeah. you guys are mean.
2: If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. Um, there was there was some other caterpillar that I was trying to think of that
3: while you're thinking about it, I'm just going to say that's not fair. That was really deflating. I'm I'm are you, are I'm you saddened sung? that you have read that to me. You know, but I I still I disagree. So we go back to de gustibus known as disputandum, Absolutely. right?
4: Absolutely. In matters of taste, there can be no dispute, and I, and I agree.
3: Why would the fair-tasting Mandarin be the most widely planted in the world when every other Mandarin then would be better?
4: I'll tell you why. Here's why. Perhaps it has to do with their growing environment. And maybe they're better tasting in different places.
3: Ah, in San Diego, you know, Southern I mean, like, California. I mean,
4: Florida grows more juicing oranges. They do better there for juicing than we do. So maybe that's why. Oh, well,
3: Poncon's totally juiceable and the yep. juice is quite lovely. Okay.
4: So you mentioned Monterey, and Monterey Bay Citrus is a great website. And they say that this particular piece of fruit, the Poncon, is the most widely planted in China, the very home of the mandarin. And it goes on. It has a subacid flavor. It is larger, skin is orange, and hang on, start talking because I don't see what it says it's anything. not that
3: seedy. It, does he say anything about flavor? And while Easily you're,
4: peeled and sectioned, as yeah. everyone else has said.
3: While you're doing that, did you remember the caterpillar you were looking for, Ken? No, I forgot. That's okay.
2: But you know what I was thinking about when we were talking about the labels on, labels <laughs> on insecticides? Back in the day when ortho was king in the chemical companies, the labels came on little elastic, yes, bands around the neck of the bottle, and it was a maybe a two inch by two inch thing that unfolded into like something that, inch, the size yeah. of a map of the United, a exactly. roadmap of the United States, and once you unfolded it, you couldn't fold you it couldn't back, fold it back yeah. up again, uh, and they they were just a it was a pain the they. They'd the labels would fall off. they would forgotten get torn, about that. They'd yes. get torn off, and then you got nothing because all all it did on the all it said on the actual label on the bottle was basically "Don't drink this." Exactly. I mean,
3: it was yeah. it yeah. it was yeah. you know what that sounds exactly. like. When I was your age, yeah. we <laughs> had to unfold. Yeah, no, that's exactly that's exactly what it was. <laughs> yeah, it
2: was crazy. It, it was it it was yeah it was it yeah. was inconvenient, but that. That, yeah. that that's what it was. Yes, that is what it was. you don't um, offer
4: any any other insight as far as flavor. With uh, thank the right. you, for,
3: thank you for trying to restore my.
4: Uh, yeah, you're you're sorry about that. You're yeah,
3: it's awful. You know what's been
2: making somewhat of a comeback? I've I've seen it fairly frequently this this spring. Is on giant whitefly.
3: Uh, it. I've it, seen a lot of it, and
4: we had a leaf yesterday. Somebody brought it uh, a
3: plumeria leaf.
4: Right.
2: Yeah, i haven't I haven't seen the I haven't seen a lot of the the full blown giant whitefly, but a lot of the little spirals, the, the bull's eyes, yeah. yeah, the circles, the that circles start forming that, that start forming. So if you if you on some of your tropical plants, if you on the uh, usually on the underside of the foliage, if you see what looks like a little white bullseye, that's an indication that you've got um, giant whitefly in the works. And if you just and if you let if you don't treat it and you let it go. Uh, it can get, it can get a, to be a pretty bad infestation.
3: Can we go back to fruit for a minute? Yes. Um, in talking to Tom Spellman from Dave Wilson, he was saying we've had a pretty good fruit year, even though we had very little winter chill. There was very good fruit set because it was so temperate and dry uh, in January. We had in February we had an extended bloom time, and I have noticed on. Most of my, especially younger trees, I got very good fruit set, and I'm wondering if you guys had noticed Actually, a good fruit set this year I, or that, not. I,
4: that's a great. I, yes, my observations on ours were we had a very good fruit set, uh, particularly on the peaches and the um, apricots.
3: And I would, me too. And I would have never guessed that or thought about that because of such a poor winter chill, which again then makes us think or rethink. Yeah, chill. winter chill, but correct. The well, yeah, yeah plum trees in particular have a tremendous fruit set. My citrus have a,
2: have, my Washington navel has more orange oranges set on it right now. How ma- how many of them survive uh, will be interesting to see. But I mean there was hundreds and hundreds of oranges set on it this year, more than I've ever seen. But it's not very it's it's in a pot on the patio. It's not not very big. So I just got to make sure I give it enough water to yeah, keep them going. And
0: in yeah.
3: that in that same vein, I've been looking at my Satsuma on a daily basis that did just put out new growth since that call we got a few yes. weeks ago, but I didn't see any blooms on mine yet. Have you, you know, noticed any of yours? You and I spoke of that last week. Yeah.
4: I, I didn't see any a week or so ago. I will check today.
2: Yeah. I need to check mine. I don't know. If the, I got a lot of new growth on it. It's yeah, a
4: lot of, a big flush. Mine of too.
3: Yeah. And I keep looking for blooms, but I haven't seen a single one. And we're going to have to talk to your dad because he always brings in a, a ton of Satsumas when, In season, so he should be getting his, should be blooming soon. Yeah.
2: You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. If you want to give us a call, 888 344 1170 is the number. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with more right after this. With more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ, I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Uh,
3: I'm still so looking for something you- positive about the flavor of ponton. Kong. <laughs> <laughs> well,
4: you- so here's, here's what they say on the citrus page. And for those of you that, that oh, are interested in citrus, the citrus pages – and that's actually what it's called, citrus pages – is a d- wonderful website with more information than you can ever actually digest with regard to citrus. But it says Ponkan, um, uh, and just like everybody else, it says is the it is the most um, widely planted uh, citrus tree, uh, Mandarin rather, in in the world. But it says here that the fruit flesh is orange, tender and melting, juicy. The flavor is mild, pleasant, and aromatic. <clears throat> Excuse me, aromatic.
3: Okay, I'll accept that accept is that? acceptable to me. All right. Well, that's the conversation about, is it the sweetest or is it more acid or, well, the sweetest tasting to me are the most mild. They have the least flavor, but they're very sweet because there's no acid in the flavors. But you have a Tango Mandarin next to a Satsuma, in my opinion, the Tango has much more flavor. But is it sweeter? Probably not, because most of those flavors I think are coming from some of the acids that are I can't believe I'm talking like this.
4: Nor can I. That's why my head's tilting like. I'm gone. sorry. I, like the I don't. RCA.
3: But what is it that causes all the extra flavor of some of these other mandarins? And then some people don't like all that flavor. Or a clementine, mm-hmm. they have all those extra flavors in them that a satsuma doesn't have. It's very mild. I think it's, a regular
4: satsuma is very mild.
3: Yeah. yeah. It doesn't. That, yeah. But so, which but one is the sweetest? Is Maybe, anybody no. going to help me with this? No. Okay. No. Maybe yeah,
2: it's the. So, uh, Maybe it's the double delight of mandarins.
3: Ah, a, ple- a, a pleasure to the eyes and to the nose, but and you don't like, it. and I
2: don't like it. Yeah, but it's different depending on where it grows. That's the oh. a du- double delight in in Portland. I knew there was is, a reason we brought him. Well, like I double said, delight they- in Portland is a completely different plant and flower than it is down here. Agreed.
3: So you are. F- I like that. But so maybe that's so
4: that goes back to where it's
3: grown yeah. and what your preference is. In matters of taste, there can be no dispute. Absolutely. What you like more... You know, we did it with... I don't remember what the mandarins were. I brought in Tango and I brought in Pixie. And Pixie is a much more mild-flavored mandarin to me than Tango. And one or two of you preferred the Tango. And maybe I was saying Pixie at the time. But it's just... It's a different... It is a much more mild flavor, so it's always good to have. Yeah, they're all good whatever. Good. Yes.
4: Well, that's you know that's what I when people say which is the best at the end of the day. If you're growing it in your backyard, they're all the best. They're all good from your backyard, and there's nothing more rewarding than going out and pulling a piece of fresh fruit off your trees and eating it.
3: Correct. Gin Chang is the winter kind of a Valencia type that I have, and it ripens up in the winter. But it is very mildly flavored. It's not strongly flavored, so it's not as exciting to me. But the remnants of those, of of the winter fruit are still on the tree now. But the flavor is much more intense as it's becoming, uh, air quotes overripe, right? And Mm. very very juicy. It does have some seeds, but it's a great juicing orange. Um, And as it ripens longer, the flavors get better. Okay.
2: Well, there. it was on one of the on one of the availability lists. I don't know if it was, I don't know if they had them available or not. But they had red Australian finger limes. They don't have them
3: available. They're not available they don't right don't now. Don't even talk about that. I, I, don't I've, say red. I've, Australian <laughs> I've, I've, finger limes. I've
2: never even heard of it before. Right.
3: So is they're going to have some later this season. We g- got in a very limited few Australian finger limes that we are going to share with the other store. But we have quite a few people on the special order list that have been waiting. And we will get more.
2: Well, have you seen how much that how much the that fruit sells for online? Yeah, my daughter's it, told me it's a lot. It it's here. really expensive.
3: I need to. I, so I might have planted have ours large, in the wrong
4: spot. It's too close to the fence.
3: I have a large tree of it in the backyard. It has a ton of fruit. I was well, going to say probably they, not a ton, but they they produce a lot of fruit. Yes, they, they do. They yeah.
4: produce all, throughout the year.
3: Yeah, it's
2: a. And it's not a bad-looking tree either. It's a very, very it's interesting. It's different. It's, it's yeah. different. It's a little thorny,
5: yeah. but it's, it's a little just, thorny. Yeah. Smaller foliage. Yep. Very small uh, foliage.
2: Yeah. It kind of looks like a like a mean uh
3: pitosporum. Yeah, it does. But, like a pit silver sheen with thorns. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or not silver. <laughs> a little darker leaf. Yeah. Yeah, more, yeah. But the same. Yep. Yeah. No, I'm true. stretching. I'm stretching. I'm with you. But
2: yeah, it's good. It's a. It's a neat plant. It's a neat plant, and I I actually really like the the fruit on it. I'll bring it, you some.
4: What do you it, use? Do it you on? have one?
2: I'll just eat it right out. Just eat it right off of its own. Good in it, salads. It's it's yeah. It's like a it's like lime lime caviar.
4: Lime caviar. Well, it's actually little that. bursts
2: yeah. of lime in every bite. Well, the other thing that's interesting about it too is when you when you crack one of those fruit open, the internal pressure of the fruit. I mean, it just starts oozing out of the the I can't remember the name of the there's a specific name for those little vesicles. Is that what it is? Yeah. They just start oozing out of the out of the out of the rind. That is true. It's a it's an it's an interesting plant. I it's one that I one that I like a lot. It's not the beet. Of of the no, the it's right not the beet. It's not a beet. No, it has it has far more qualities than beets. Do. Excellent.
3: Excellent. It's very good. I I enjoy biting into it in a salad or and something. Fish. just getting the little well, on fish? well, I don't like fish, but I mean, as a rule, gonna, how do well, you not like fish?
4: Well, I'm not a, I'm not a big seafood guy either, but I do like fish. The rest of it, I'm not. So the citrus, that Australian finger lime works real well on fish.
3: Does it? It does. When, when, when tried. All right, I'll try it. I, I will have some fish sometime. I think it's perfect in a salad. I and I, in I agree. Every little yeah. bite, you two, you crunch into one of those vesicles, and you get the. Burst, yeah,
5: a little
2: burst of flavor. Of flavor, um, yeah. works well in some cocktails too.
3: <laughs> yeah, except for you have to chew your cocktail in order to enjoy the flavor. Oh, that, that is, it. is <laughs> that it. But that I have done true. that. I wasn't going to say it on the air, but yes, I oh, yeah. I agree. Chew it and drink through it. Yeah,
5: yes, it's all good. You
4: chewed your cocktail. Is that well, the you have to it? if
3: you put Australian finger lime in it. Otherwise, you don't get the flavor. What
4: cocktail goes with that?
3: Well, I would think a rum and coke or a. Vodka and tonic. tonic. Gin and tonic, tonic vodka, tonic. Yeah, Yeah. yes, any of those. And then you chew your way through it. (laughs) (laughs) Through the filters. Um, Yeah, go ahead.
2: I was going to say, don't forget, we have classes today, 9 o'clock in San Diego, 9.30 in Poway. In San Diego, it's high yields with with Richard DeLeo. And in Poway, it's going to be aquatic plants, care and culture with John Clements from the San Diego Botanical Garden. Oh, that reminds me, Uh, the... Orchid show is still going on at the San Diego Botanical Garden. I think for one more. I think I think, I think next weekend is the last
3: weekend. They're going to uh, shut it down in order to not compete with the fairgrounds. Is that what it is? I don't know. Oh, I okay. just made it up. It, doesn't, <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds good. good. Yeah. It sounds, well,
4: when does the fair start? When's it the open? Eighth. Okay.
2: Yeah. Um, so if you want to go up and check out the check out the orchid show in the conservatory at the uh, botanical garden. Uh, That would be a great thing to do, but buy your tickets online. If you don't buy your tickets online, you may not get in. It is a very, very popular show. You've been listening to the Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I'm Ken Anderson, along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. We'll be back next week with another hour of Garden Talk. Have a great weekend, everybody.
1: Thanks for joining us on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, your source for gardening, landscaping, and horticulture news. Still have a question for the Garden Talk crew or want to learn more about the show, how to become a guest or sponsor, send an email to askanexpert at walteranderson.com. That's askanexpert at walteranderson.com or visit walteranderson.com. There's more professional gardening advice next week at this same time on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery.